What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Play by Play with Jay. I'm your host, Jordan, aka Jay, and thank you for tuning in to my episode five. Um, if you're a new listener, a new subscriber, thank you for tuning in. Be sure to go back and check out all my old episodes. If you're already a current subscriber or active listener, thank you guys for tuning in. And let's get right into this episode. So the All-Star Game was this past weekend, and I had completely forgotten about it. It just, like I critiqued it during my first episode, what the expectation for it was going to be. Now I'm going to sit and critique the game itself or how they how they pulled it off. Um... I would give it a 3 out of 10. This was the most underwhelming All-Star game by far. I would have rather them canceled it, just let the players have a weekend off or something like that. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, just really quick, I didn't like what I'm, what I'm used to. Um, each event having its own day, its own night for, you know, the broadcasting leading up to it. It was none of that. You know, I didn't know how they were going to do things until Sunday when I watched. I had missed the skills challenge um, because I was watching Coming to America. So if you haven't seen Coming to America, go check that out. It wasn't actually, it was actually pretty good. It was actually a pretty good movie. It was a nice little 30-year update. I think people are being too hard on it. So go check out the movie for yourself if you want to go see. But anyway, I missed the skills challenge. And then I, I turned it on and then I'm seeing the three-point contest. And I'm like, wait a second. Because usually it's skills challenge Friday, three-point contest and dunk contest Saturday, if I'm correct, and then all-star game on Sunday. That's usually the order. Um, this year they did skills challenge uh, in the pregame show. They did the three-point challenge in the pregame show. And then they did the dunk contest at halftime. Um, I, I don't know. I just didn't like that. I don't know if it's because I'm not, I'm not liking the new change of the system. I'm not sure if they did it that way because of COVID and just to, like, limit the amount of people in the gym i i truly have no idea but i just personally as a consumer as a fan of basketball and the all-star game i just didn't like it personally i just didn't like it and like i said i didn't see the skills challenge but the three-point contest was low-key pretty interesting like the way steph curry won it um he could have lost to mike conley so that was kind of entertaining to see you know but again it wasn't too much competition in three-point challenge either like why was Jalen Brown in the three-point contest? He doesn't even... What? Why? I, I, I understand that I think Dame didn't want to participate, but Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum versus Steph Curry? Are you... And Mike Conley? Are you kidding me? Come on. If you could have had Dame, you know, even up the competition just a little bit, convincing the play somehow, but I get it. I get it. He wanted to rest. I understand that. Only wanted to play in the All-Star game. Um, the All-Star game itself was... It was cool. It was cool. Oh, I, I went too far. The dunk contest. We, weakest dunk contest we've ever had. Like, and this is no shade. Shout out to Anthony Simons who won it. I think he's one of the youngest to win it at 21. But no shade. His dunks were weak. Like, they, they, I didn't find myself in awe. And I don't know if that's because we've seen so much creativity over the years. But I was just like, the, you can go to the, the, the local playground and see people doing the same dunks that y'all doing. Like, we've seen people jump over cars. We've seen people blow candles out and then dunk it. We've seen people dunk two balls at once. We've seen people jump from the free throw line. So, like, those basic dunks did not excite me. I was very, um, the word of the day, I guess, is underwhelmed by that dunk contest. And that's one of my favorite events. So, I, I just, overall, All-Star Weekend, like I said, 3 out of 10. The most exciting thing was the game 
And even then, it was just like, eh, because KD was, you know, he's still resting. He didn't play in it. So it was just LeBron and all his children running around on the court. It was, I mean, I guess that was nice to see. But so I don't know what they're going to do for next year. Like I said, I don't know if this was a whole 2021 COVID regulated All-Star game. I'm not sure, but it was just, it was just all right. It was just all right. Now, the next thing we're talking about is Paige Beckers. Most people probably don't know that name, but if you, if you know, you know. So Paige Beckers is currently a freshman at the University of Connecticut. She plays for their women's basketball team under the leadership of the notorious Gino Ariema, one of the greatest basketball coaches of all time. Period. There's no greatest women's, no, one of the greatest basketball coaches of all time. You could, you could be specific and say he's one of the greatest college basketball coaches of all time. That's fair. I'll let you have that. But Nonetheless, still one of the greatest coaches of all time. But really quick, let's talk about, well, first of all, let me backtrack. I've been following UConn women's basketball since as long as I can remember. And as long as I can remember, they've been good, right? Brianna Stewart, another name that might ring a bell for some people. Um, Diana Taurasi, uh, Maya Moore. There's a lot of players I keep naming who have gone through UConn, but I, I named Brianna Stewart because she was on that last team about not this past year. She's been in the league now for about two to three years. But when she was in college, right, for all four years she was in college, they never lost a game. Not a scrimmage, not a practice game. They didn't lose a game. How do you go four years without losing a game? That kind of dynasty, that kind of... And it, it wasn't like don't get it twisted it's not like they're not playing competition no they're playing South Carolina you know they're playing all they're playing Baylor they're playing Notre Dame they're playing these other elite schools but they're just better now is it like any other school like in men's college basketball where the top recruits are going to UConn yes absolutely they are getting the best talent but they had to create that just like Alabama football they had to create that dynasty first in order to start bringing in these elite players who want to, you know, if you want to play for them and want to play for Gino, want to play for Nick Saban or whoever, want to play for John Calipari, you had to create that dynasty first. So UConn's been it, but Paige Beckers, she's a freshman, right? And this is another uh, sidebar, but I hate how in men's college basketball, they're allowed to be one and done. So that means go play NCAA for a year, and then you can declare for the draft if you feel like you're ready to do so. Um, in women's basketball, you have to stay for at least three years, just like in, in college football. In college football, you can't be one and done. You have to stay for three years, and then you can declare for the draft. Women's college basketball is the same way for what? For what? If I'm good my freshman year, I should be able to, and if I don't want to have a professional career outside of my sport, I should be allowed, just like the men, to declare for the draft after my freshman year. So now I'm saying this to say Paige Becker is as good as she is you know, not necessarily saying that she would be a dominant force in the WNBA right now. She could still get drafted, go to a team, and learn under these, these women right now. And then be, you know, trained and groomed and then be elite as time progresses. But y'all gonna make her sit and just dog up on this collegiate competition for two more years? For what? For fun? Y'all wanna see her run up the stats, get more awards? I guess. I guess. But... So Paige just won both the Big East Player of the Year and the Big East Tournament Player of the Year. And this is the ninth time that someone's done it, but it's the first time that a freshman has done it. So shout out to you, Paige. Um, she's, she's a beast. She's, she's the next Brianna Stewart, truth be told. Um, I see a lot of similarities in their game. 
um, in the way that they can take over their leadership, um, different positions. You know, Brianna, you know, generally will play on the pa the paint, excuse me, or the post. Uh, Paige is a point guard, so she controls the offense. She runs the floor, but. I'm, I'm happy for her. I'm happy to see women out here eating and, 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 and doing their thing in their lane. Um, she leads the Huskies right now. And I was I was kind of mad because I'm looking up her stats trying to get the trying to get the details. They don't even have them up. Probably because they're still playing. Um, the tournament, March Madness, is getting ready to start sometime next week or a week after. So I guess they're – I don't know what they're going to do. But they should have her stats up there. So I don't know why they don't. But nonetheless, she leads the Huskies in points, assists, steals, and three-point, I mean, three-point uh, field goal percentage. So, she leads that team. That team is hers. I'm, look, I don't think they've lost a game this year. They, they might be around 19-0, 20-0 this year, and that's excluding tournament play, I think. Um, but I just want to see how much they win in the next couple years with her because they're going to keep bringing in those trophies. Now, let's talk about Clarissa Shields. Now, I'm not going to lie. I had never heard about this name, never heard of her before, any of that before about sometime last week. So, she's from Flint, Michigan, and she is a boxer. Now, she's the first boxer, male or female, to become the undisputed champion in two divisions in the four-belt era. And she's 11-0 with two knockouts. Now, that might sound like a lot of gibberish to some people. And truth be told, it kind of sounds a little bit like that to me. Just because I'm not an active boxing watcher, I don't necessarily understand everything about boxing. But I do know this. 11-0 means she hasn't lost. And two knockouts just means she's mink mink. And for her to be the first boxer, man or woman, to become the undisputed champion, I mean, I just had to shout her out. I think that that's a really big deal. Um... Shout out, shout out to her. That, that's huge. See, the reason why I can't really go into depth like I really want to is because I don't know the significance of the four belt era in boxing. I don't understand the significance of that, but I'm going to acknowledge that I don't understand it, but I still want to appreciate her greatness. Um, the only thing that I had a question about, and I guess this is why my, some of my family or my friends are like, well, you should do sometimes like call-ins or like have a live panel or something because I kind of have a question. I have a question and so if you're watching this on YouTube feel free to leave a comment if you're listening to this feel free to send me a text or like make a note of it and say it to me next time you see me or talk to me how do we feel about athletes who self self-proclaim themselves as the GOAT um she considers herself and I went to her Instagram just to see she's very boastful Oh, that's the right word she is not shy about her greatness she isn't shy she literally talks about how great she is and all that she's done and she and she has this hashtag running it says quote g-w-o-a-t so i'm assuming that means the great greatest woman of all time or the greatest G-W. that's the only thing i can think of it would mean like you know just putting the w in there for the woman um I just don't, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't, I don't know if it's because I'm in sports, I've always been a more humble person. Like, I've always been the type where I'm gonna let my skills speak for themselves. I don't have to say anything. But she's in the position, and I guess we're in this, also this new social media age too. Um, and I guess maybe that, I don't want to call it cockiness. I guess her, because it might not feel cocky to her. Maybe it will, I don't, I don't know. But I'll rephrase it. I think her confidence or the bravado can come off as arrogance, 
but also doesn't does it only come off as arrogance if the person isn't that good or is does the shoe fit if you've earned it so for example when lebron when he won the fourth title and he came out and said you know give me my dang respect he wasn't commanding himself as the goat he was just asking for respect and all that he's done but if he ever came out and said yeah i'm the goat i don't know how that would be received now i don't think that she cares about critics or people it's just a true question like a true dialogue that i wanted to have like what how do we feel about people considering themselves to be the goat i don't think there's anything wrong with it if you've earned it and i guess in her case she's earned it so what am i even talking about i mean it's just a thought my brain this is like if you don't remember this is a podcast of my inner thoughts so right now we're just going through what's going through in my head um i just genuinely was curious i guess to say the least but again shout out to clarissa shields she's from flint michigan i think not her claim to fame but something she talks about just like i do as well where she's from she says she's a young black girl from flint michigan um a lot of other athletes do that like draymond green's from flint michigan um i think kyle kuzma is also from flint michigan and they'll always proclaim it and just like everybody should rep where they're from kd reps pg county i always rep pg county it doesn't matter where i am or who i'm with i'm pg county to the day that i die so i understand that um and just probably coming from a place where people either wrote you off or counted you out or you just come from an area where people don't expect you to be successful and then you go out there and you thrive at the highest level and then some so shout out to her that's huge that's huge and the last topic we're going to talk about today is Maya Shaka. So she made history about uh, sometime late last week as the first black woman to be named um, to the NFL's officiating staff. But I have a message for you, NFL, Roger Goodell, and all your little ownership executive minions who are under your mind control. Do not put her on a game scheduled at 1 o'clock, the Jaguars versus the Jets. Don't you do it. I will set a riot. I want to see her America's Game of the Week, Sunday at 4.30. I want to see her, and why it's not going to happen right away, I know it won't, a Sunday night football game, Cowboys versus Giants. I want to see her prime time on my TV screen, whether she's making good calls, whether she's making bad calls. I want to see her making calls in that Foot Locker white and black shirt on my TV screen, prime time. Give her some time. Give her some go. Don't give her, don't elevate her in this position just to then keep her in the backseat. No. Those days are over. We don't want that. I don't want that. Okay? I want to see her refing um, some good games, decent games. Give her some time. Give her a chance. You know, I think oftentimes we get put in these positions of elevation and then they're still just using us as a pawn or using us as a chess piece or just using us for decoration or affirmative action. No. All that needs to stop. Let her do a primetime game. Let her let her referee Patty Mahomes one good time. Pat Mahomes versus the Buccaneers or something. They won't do that. But I'm just wistfully thinking, wistfully thinking. But I'm just super excited that we're, every day it feels like we're, we're just making history. History is being made. I feel like every day there's something new to celebrate. And I feel like in spite of all that's going on, and whatever, whatever was going on in your world, there's still a silver lining. And I think, for my, for me, I can find that silver lining through sports. 
I can find that silver lining through things that I'm interested in. But go find your silver lining. Like, I think that's what today is going to be about the overall message. Go find your silver lining. Go find something that in spite of all the nonsense, the chaos, the noise, still makes you smile. For me, that's sitting down and watching ESPN and seeing a black woman on my TV screen. But that's just me. Yours might be going out for a walk. Go take that walk. Yours might be taking a nap. Go take that nap. Go do whatever it is that's going to make you happy today, this week, and forever. So that's it. A little inspirational message to end the episode today. Um, I didn't want this one to be too long because next week I'm going to have my boy Deshaun on here. If you never met him and never heard me say that name, he is one of my best friends. Um, and he's the only person who can really get into March Madness with me the way that I get into it. We are like crazy people. We'll sit and just watch college basketball day after day after day, studying these teams because it's it, it's truthfully hard to stay in touch with college basketball like that because the players are so, they're constantly rotating out. Some get drafted, some don't get drafted and they come back, um, some transfers, so you just gotta stay afloat every single year. So every year, we go through this whole studying phase, trying to learn the teams, learn their concepts, learn the players, and then see who will be the best picks for our bracket. So Selection Sunday is, is it this Sunday or is it next Sunday? Let's get the, let's get the details. I might be speaking preemptively. No, Selection Sunday is on Sunday. Yep, March 14th. So this upcoming Sunday, March 14th, Selection Sunday, that's when they're going to list all the teams in the bracket where they actually fall, including the seating. And then we're going to come back for the episode next Wednesday and just we're going to give you guys our projected bracket. Um, one of many, we make multiple brackets every year, like I said last week, but this is just going to be, we're just going to do one for you guys. We're going to have the share screen going, going line by line and just talking some of our picks out some of our reasonings for that. So that's going to be exciting. I hope you guys will tune into that next week. One last thing that I have been trying to remind myself to, to mention the last few weeks and just have been forgetting completely. If you are a black owned business, if your friend has a black owned business, or if you have a favorite black owned business, let me know, leave a comment, uh, let, like, just talk to me, let me know. I've been trying to be, I'm not wearing a black owned business right now, but I'm wearing, I'm, I'm wearing something uh, about a black owned business or industry, Dreamville, um, J. Cole's uh, uh, group. Um, I love their album, by the way, Revenge of the Dreamers 3. It's one of my favorite albums of last year. But anyway, um, I wanna become, or I've been trying to be more intentional with how I'm spending my dollar. Um, trying to figure out ways to funnel it back into the black community instead of supporting um, some companies or people who don't necessarily support me or my values. Um, so I've been, for example, I just bought candles from a black owned company last week. I've been trying to, you know, I love hoodie season. It's my favorite time of the year. So I was trying to buy some more hoodies by black owned people in the fall and the winter time. Um, so if you have anything, let me know. I love the support. I love to show off or just wear the brand in my episode. Last week, I was wearing Son of Man um, by John from High Calling Ministries. I love that hoodie. I wear it every day. But I said, let's wear it during the episode so people can see it and be like, oh, what is that? So just a perfect example. So if you have anything, any suggestions, let me know. Play by Play with Jay is a 100% supporter of all Black-owned businesses and Black-owned industries, and I wanted to make that known as well. So give me your suggestions or anything that you want me to support or um, try and do a little review on. Other than that, guys, thank you so much for tuning into my episode five. I hope you tune in next week to episode six. It's going to be a good one. But I'm your host, Jordan, a.k.a. Jay, giving you the play-by-play -play each and every week. Peace.